The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Some people are not free in their body. 
They cannot even dance to praise God. You know, remember the crippled man by the beautiful gate? When he received his freedom, he, the Bible says he was jumping, he was leaping, and he, he was what? He was praising God. So which means that when you receive your freedom, your praise goes to another level. Even physically. Praise the name of the Lord. In the spirit, freedom in the spirit, being able to, to, to worship God in spirit and in truth and, and, and flow with the spirit of God. Sometimes, a lot of us, we, we find that we struggle in that area. This year, as you step towards God, God will break every limitation in Jesus' name and you will be free indeed. And we can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. We did say last year that when men are saying there's a casting down, we will say there's a lifting up and God will not only prevail in our situation, that scripture means that God will also prevail in the situation of the people that we are telling that there is a lifting up. So while we continue to pray, for Nigeria, and we will continue to pray for Nigeria. While we continue to pray that things will improve and get better, and we will continue to pray that things will improve and get better. One thing that we are grateful to God for is that God will place a mark of distinction upon you in the name of Jesus. God will place a mark of distinction upon you so that the same way in, the, in Egypt, there was darkness in Egypt and there was light in Goshen. There was crying on this side and there was rejoicing on this side. In fact, when gross darkness covers the earth, that is when God says to his people, Arise and what? And shine for your light as, as come. So what is coming is bigger and better than what is gone. Many of us may have suffered some losses, some defeats in 2016. It's okay. Your restoration will be far better. In 2017 in the name of Jesus so in, in, 20, in 2016, maybe you suffered defeat. In 2017, you are going to experience rejoicing. That's, that's the freedom that is coming your way. And, and we, we explained yesterday that in, in, God was saying to me that in, in 2016, so a lot of us, we actually rejoice out of obedience. You know, you know the rejoicing out of obedience? Um, Hebrews, uh, Abacuc 3, that though the fig tree does not blossom, though the vat does not yield. You know, yet will I praise the Lord. That's rejoicing out of obedience. God has said to us, rejoice. I'm going to rejoice even though by now I should have had my children and we just rejoice because God says rejoice. Even though by now I should have had my husband or my wife, but I will just rejoice. Even though by now I should have, my business should have gone to another level, but see where it is, but I will rejoice. Even though by now I should have been promoted, but, but I was laid off, but I will rejoice. And I felt God saying to me that you've rejoiced out of obedience. In 2017, you are going to rejoice out of a response. 
huge difference. In other words, there are things that are going to turn your sorrows into laughter. Do you receive God's word this morning? Praise the name of the Lord. So it's freedom. Freedom. It means that you have been oppressed in 2017 in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth there will be freedom. It means your oppressors will be dismantled. That's That's what it means. You have toiled in 2017, it means you will be refreshed. That's what it means. You have been limited in 2017, it means you will be limitless. That's what it means. You have been (laughs) working, you know, for others. The word of God to you in 2017, Isaiah 65, 21 to 22. It says, they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build for another to inhabit. They shall not plant for another to eat. My legs shall long enjoy the works of their hands. Now, With every prophetic word, there is a God part and there is a man part. For every prophetic word, there is a God part and there is a what? A man part. In 1 Timothy 1.18, this is Paul speaking to Timothy, his son, his son by the gospel. He says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on you, that you by them might test war a good warfare. So, (laughs) what Paul was saying to Timothy is this. There are some great prophecies that have been proclaimed on you but you need to now war with the prophecies. Prophecies are tools for engagement. Prophecies are tools for what? Engagement. In other words, you, it's freedom. So everywhere you want to, you see anything that resembles bondage, you confront it. And you say it is freedom. And it will be so in the name of Jesus. I mean, last year, very, very turbulent year. In fact, I was very glad it ended. You know, when, I, when it crossed over to last year, and, and God says to me that I should pray that when you count your people, that nobody will be missing. You know, I sweat, I, I broke out in sweat. Do you understand, you know? Uh, so, we raised that prayers, right? And we prayed. And there were a few, at least four or five cases that I had to go to God and said, this is your word. This person must not die. 
Thank God every one of them is still alive today. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. It was really, really, I mean. But that is what prophecies are for. We are to wage warfare with the prophecies that God has given us. We are to what? Wage warfare. We are to enforce the prophecies, if you will. We are to enforce them. But I, I need to unpack this a little bit so that we, we begin to understand the workings of the freedom. I'm going to read very quickly Job 22. 22 to 29. Job 22, 22 to 29 from the King James Version. It says, receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth. Receive the word from where? From his mouth. And lay up his words where? In your heart. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacle. Then shall thou lay up gold as dust. You will make it common. It will mean nothing to you. And gold of offer as stones of the brook. Says, yea, the Almighty shall be your defense. Your defense will not be your wealth. The Almighty will be your defense. And thou shalt have plenty of silver. For then thou shalt have thy delight. Not in your gold, not in your silver, but in who? In the Almighty. And shall lift up your face to God. Thou shalt make your prayers to him, and he shall hear you. And thou shalt pay your vows. PTL. Amen. I didn't write the Bible. Just happens to be there. <laughs> thou shalt also, if you don't know what PTL is, okay. It's not for you. That means it's not for you, right? Yet. Thou shalt, thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be what? Established unto you. Don't you want to be in a place when you decree things and it comes to pass? It's a beautiful place to be. And the light shall shine upon your ways. Then he says, when men are cast down, when they're saying there's recession, when they're saying things are gloomy, he says, then thou shall say there is lifting up. And when you say there is lifting up because of your, this is what the, the, in the Hebrew, this is what it actually means. When you say there's a lifting up because of the reality of your life, other people that are down will be lifted up. So God is not just going to make you free. God is going to turn you into a deliverance minister. So God is not only going to make you free, God is going to use you to make others free. Others free. In, in, in the voice translation of, 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 of verse 22, that is where it starts from. That is where it starts from. And, and it says, 
receive instruction directly from his lips. Receive instruction from where? From his lips and make his words a part of your life, of you. Receive instruction directly from his lips. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you will hear God directly. Say amen now. Come on. Receive instruction from his lips. So, so if you, the truth is that if you receive instruction from God, if you receive God's instruction, you will not shout recession. Okay, let me rewind that. Did you get that? It's supposed to be a rhyme. I mean, I'm supposed to just be excited about it. <laughs> if you receive God's instruction, you will not shout recession. I, just, I mean, it's that. It's like, um, what, what, what are those things called? Um, forgot. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but it sounds nice, right? <clears throat> cool. Thank you. Receive instruction from his mouth. If only you will make God's presence and his word priority. If only you will make it more important than your necessary food. If only your breakfast, your lunch can be on the table waiting. Meanwhile, you are on your study, reading or God's word, praying. And you've missed breakfast, you've missed lunch, but you are... Uh, I read... <laughs> but you are actually feeding. I'm not saying you should be missing breakfast and lunch. I'm just saying... If, if, it, if it becomes your all-consuming passion, I pray it becomes in Jesus' name. Psalm 119 verse 45 says, Psalm 119 verse 45 says, and this is so very interesting. It says, I will live a life of freedom. Why? Because I pursue your word. Because I pursue your, your precepts. Because I pursue your commandments. Because I pursue your word. I will live a life of freedom. The Amplified Version, the classic Amplified Version, puts it this way. It says, I will walk at liberty and at ease. Where everybody is sweating. and every guru guru I will walk at ease. Why? For I have sought and inquired for and desperately required your precepts. The word of God is not just something that, um, oh, we need, you have not done devotion today. Let's do devotion. Praising the Lord with all my heart. Then read it. Check. At least satisfy your conscience. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. You know, this is when the word of God becomes your necessary food. When, when you are desperate, you are desperate to, to hear God's word, to read God's word, to be in line with God's word. It consumes you. When it consumes you, the word of God says you are going to work freely. You are going to work freely. Praise the name of the Lord. 
and the concept of freedom is all about the ambience, about the environment. Have you noticed that you, you go into some people's houses and it's as if everything is tight? You've not, you've not spoken to husband and wife, but you just know that there's quarrel in the air. I, I mean, does it happen to, has it ever happened to you? When you step to some people's houses, there's tension in the air. You can cut it with a knife. But yet, you enter some other people's houses, there's what? There's freedom. There's liberty. You don't want to go. Because you know, it's like, something is here. So, freedom has a lot to do with the atmosphere you cultivate. 2 Corinthians 3.17 2 Corinthians 3.17 and you see, and this is so important that we get this. It says, for the Lord is the Spirit and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The Lord is that Spirit and wherever the atmosphere that the Spirit of God is, the ambience of the Spirit, the, the environment of the spirit wherever his spirit is something is sure to be present and that is freedom liberty freedom liberty freedom and that's the key really one of the keys main keys to to walking in freedom is the presence of his spirit is the presence of the spirit is the presence of the Spirit of God is the presence of the Spirit of Christ. We are God's sheep. So when we talk about freedom, freedom is not, it's not the sheep. It's just, just picture, I mean, I picture myself as, as God's boy, you know, God's sheep, you know. So it's not, it's not that, freedom is not that, oh, now I'm free, I'm running away from God. <laughs> no, no. No, in fact, the sheep is only free when it is with the shepherd. The sheep is only free in the presence of the shepherd. The sheep that is out of the covering of the shepherd may look like I'm free from the pack, but is suya. To the foxes. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. In fact, we, we, we are starting a new series next week called God is More Than Enough. God is more than enough. He's more, he's far more than enough. In his presence, the freedom is unbelievable. So to think that we need to escape his presence to be free is a big fat lie. In fact, the enemy will want you to you say, come, come, just come. You see, you'll be free, come. <laughs> but you will not come. You will not go with him in Jesus' name. So it, it is, it's important that the, the ship, every ship, no, I mean, it is in his presence. You know the song? As the day panted for the waters 
So my soul longed after thee, you alone, you alone are my heart's desire, I long to worship you, you alone, you out of this meeting free from the spirit of miscarriage and abortion in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Desire and I love to worship happening but let's, let's just go on let's just go on you see that song says as the dead pants for the water brooks so my soul longs for you I mean and, and, and it, the lesson there is this the people that are, that are from the Middle East they would say they would tell us that the dead gives out a scent to the predators. So let's say an hyena that preys on the on the dares. This they take they, they pick up the scent of the dares miles maybe away. They can smell the dare. So they will track the dare until they, they, they kill the dare. But you see, when the dare finds a water brook, it's not only for its thirst. The day jumps into the water. Because when the day is in the waters, the predators, they lose the scent of the day. Because the waters take control over it. So when I'm in the presence of God, when you are in the presence of God, they can't find you. They are sleeping. Where is he? Where is she? Is tucked in the rock, far away from oppression. 
far away from manipulation. Far away from every predator. So it is, it is God's presence that distinguishes us. It is God's presence. And, we, you know, we were, we were learning yesterday that at, at, at the Watchman service that Moses had to choose. Should I go into the promised land with God's angel and all the goodies that God has promised without God? Or can, should I stay away with God? You know, and, 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 and so the question we, we asked ourselves yesterday is that, what do you do when the promises of God are sure, but the presence of God is unsure? What do you do when God says, you can take the job, but I am not coming with you? What do you do when God says, you can have the promotion, you have been killing yourself to have it anyway, you can have it, but I'm not coming. What do you do? What do you do? When God says, you want to marry by force. Okay, go. I'm not coming. What do you do? What do you do? You know, Moses said to God, if your presence will not go with us, we don't want to go. And I'm praying in the name of Jesus that you will prioritize God's presence over God's presence. You prioritize his presence over his promises in the name of Jesus. Because it is his presence, not his presence, that brings distinction. It is God's presence that brings distinction. It is God's presence because that was the, that was the crux of, of, of Moses' argument and negotiation with God. How will people tell the difference between us and the rest of the world, if your presence does not go with us. So Moses was saying, it is your presence that goes with us that makes a difference. It is not the presence that we get from you or the fulfillment of the promises. On the contrary, it is not the big houses that show that we are different from everybody else. It is not the big cars that separate us from the world. It is the presence of God. Because the truth is that no matter how big your house is, there's somebody else in the world that has a bigger house. No matter how big your car is, there's someone else in the world that has a bigger house. But you see, your God is so big that there's nobody else in the world that has a bigger God. Nobody else. Nobody else. Nobody else. Nobody else. Nobody else. So alignment with God is indispensable. Totally indispensable. Alignment with God is totally, totally indispensable. Totally indispensable. Being you synced with God is indispensable. In Revelation 2, 3, 20, I mean, this is a very interesting scenario. Jesus himself Standing at the door, not the door of the world. Yes, we use it for that and it's applicable. But in this case, the direct meaning, he was talking to a church. He was saying, 
Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. You know, if you check scriptures, God, God will say, if you seek God, you will find God. If you seek God with all your heart, you will find God. Now, this is God himself knocking at your door. This is reverse seeking, if you will. God himself knocking at your door. Jesus himself knocking at your door. This year, will you align with God? Is it going to be your way as you have been doing it? Or are you going to align your ways with God's ways? Is it going to be your way? Or is it going to be God's ways? He says, when you open the door, I will come in and I will, and I will stop. And, and that is so, so interesting. Because he says that I stand at the door and knock. There are two sounds that are there. In that passage of scripture, I mean, two sounds jump out immediately. I, I stand at the door and knock. But he did not say, if anyone hears my knock and opens, he says, if anyone hears my, my voice. So, Jesus is not only knocking, he's calling your name. You know, when you're knocking, when somebody, when somebody is, 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 is in the room, and the person is, is, I mean, you love the person and you're knocking, you're also calling their name. You're saying, give me a name. you're calling their name, you know. And he did not say, he did not say, he that hears my knock and opens. Many of us, we have been, God has been knocking on our doors. But you see, he's been trying to get our attention. But he's, it's the knock on the door and sometimes on our heads. It's not so much as to get, as to hear the knock. The knock is so that we can hear his voice. It is so that we can hear, and that is the, that is the, that's the key. It says, I stand at the door and I knock. So there's two voices, two sounds immediately jumping out. I'm, I'm knocking. I'm, I'm, I'm calling out. If you hear my voice and you open, I will come and I will take control. People of God, if Jesus is in, the oppressors have to go out. If Jesus is in, freedom has come. Because whom the Son of God sets free is free indeed. Is free indeed. So, He's standing on the door of your heart. He's knocking. He's knocking. You know, I'll I, I close with this I mean, story that I, I heard a long time ago. I shared it a couple of times. I think it was I heard from Ryan Bonke, the German evangelist. And it's a very, very, very powerful story in the sense that it's, it's actually so, so true. And the story goes like this. There was, there was, there was a boy that... A young man that has a house. And the house has 10 rooms. 
And the boy had been oppressed by the devil, bound to bad habits, held with chains. And he heard a knock on the door, and it was Jesus. And he says, Jesus, finally, I'll be free. So he opened the door for Jesus, and Jesus came into the living room. And Jesus says, oh, you know, let me take control of this house. And the boy says, Jesus, stay in the dining room. After all, you said you would come and stop. <laughs> so that's my addition. That was in the story. <laughs> and kept him out of the other rooms. But guess the room. The devil will not show up. He will show up in the living room. He stayed in the other room. When the boy goes to the other room, he deals with him in the other room. And he comes to Jesus. He's crying. Oh, maybe I'm not saved. Oh, why am I going back to this mess? Oh, but Jesus says, but, but you, you kept me in one room. And the boy said, oh, really? He says, okay, 50-50. Take five rooms. And I control five rooms. Is that not a fair deal? But Jesus says, no problem. He took five rooms, and the five rooms Jesus was in charge of was free of every form of oppression. But the five rooms Jesus was not in charge of was filled with oppression. And the boy came back again crying to Jesus. He says, oh, but I gave my life to you. I opened the door, but see, my life is still a mess. Maybe I'm not good enough. And Jesus says, you can't be good enough. Give the control to me. The boy says, everything? Jesus says, everything. The boy says, okay, you know what? There are ten rooms. Jesus, you take nine. And let me keep one. I've tried, Jesus. I've tried. After all, there's this sister. She only gave you three. There's another sister. She only gave you four. There's a, I'm giving you nine. I'm even doing better than everybody else. That's the problem of some people. We're always comparing ourselves. Jesus says, okay, you know what? I'll take the nine. All the nine rooms were free of oppression. But only one room. How many people know that the devil only needs one room? To cause katakata. Only one room. Brought the boy back to his face. Down on his face. Into the mess. Crying. In chains, Christ back to Jesus. But you have majority of this house. I gave you everything, okay, almost everything. You know, and Jesus says that that which you gave me is free. And the boy finally, finally gave Jesus control of the ten rooms. Jesus went to that last room and said to the devil, bye, bye, teacher, teacher. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Okay, cool. So, Jesus drives out the enemy and the boy was totally free and empowered. Now, let me tell you something. You're looking at the boy. 
That's the story. That was the story of my life. I'm telling you. When I heard that story from Real Bunky, ah, I said, ah, this is the last room. Jesus, come and take it. Come and take it. I struggled until I gave up the last room. If Jesus is not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. What is it going to be today? My brother, my sister, what is it going to be? Let's bow our hearts, let's bow our heads. It's your call now. We're going to take communion, yes. We're going to pray some powerful prayers, yes. But what is the value of those powerful prayers working in five rooms and not working in the remaining five? Or working in nine rooms and not working in that one? That's your sacred cow room. What is it? What's the purpose? You're saying, Pastor, I need to open the front door of my life to Jesus. I need to give my life to Jesus. He's knocking. I need to... This first day of 2017, I wanted to go down in heaven that I surrendered to God. Totally. Or I used to, I used to give my life to Jesus by backsliding. I, you know, I, I took back the control. It's obvious. But I can see clearly where I am. Can I come back, Pastor? Yes, you can. Jesus is knocking and is calling. That is me, Pastor. Pull up your hand now over your head. Jesus, I'm not calling you forward. Just where you are seated. God bless you. But prop your hand, prop your hand. Well, well. Just where you are seated. I'll pray with you. God bless you. Keep the hands up, up, up. Over your head. Over your head. Not on your head. God bless you. Over there. God bless you over there. God bless you over there. Keep the hands up. God bless you over there. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my brother. At that corner, God bless you. Right there. At that corner, Oga. God bless you. That's me. That's me. That's me. Pastor, pray with me. I want to open the front door. The front door. My life to him. Keep the hands up. God bless you. That is me. That is me. I've, God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. Oh, yes. God bless you. That's, keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. I'm going to give you a card. Once you have the card, you can put down that hand and say to him, cry to him. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Now, learn for that boy. Open all your doors to him. Open all your doors to him. Pastor, can I still put up my hand? Yes. God bless you. God bless you. Right there, my brother. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my sister. Right there. God bless you, my brother. Right there. God bless you, my sister. Right there. That is me. That is me. I want to make it right. I want to make it right. God bless you, my sister. Right there. That is me. I want to make it right. That is me. I'm about to pray. I'm about to pray. I'm about to pray. I need, I need to make the call. If you're online, the instructions are scrolling. I want to commit my life to Jesus. Now, there are people in this place. You're, you're, Jesus is the Lord of your life. If you have the card, you can put down your hand, please, and, and, and cry to God. Jesus is the Lord of your life. But you've given him nine rooms. You are still keeping one. Are you going to drop it now? Talk to God. I don't need you to put up your hands. Just talk to God wherever you are and lay it down. Lay it down. Lay it down. Lay it down. I've given him eight. But pastor, can't I just have two? Lay it down, lay it down, lay it down, lay it down, lay it down. Talk to him. Say, I surrender it to you, Jesus. I surrender. For some people, it's their career. For some people, it's their marriage. They're idolizing their marriage. That's, that's their altar of worship. For some people, it's their car. 
that car, even Jesus cannot enter it. For some people, it's an habit. Or it's a habit. Why don't you talk to God and release it? Release it. Totally, 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 totally. Oh, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth for everyone that is surrendering to you. As they've cried to you, Lord, we ask that you have mercy upon them, Lord. Change these lives completely, completely, completely. And let your name and your name alone be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Let's pray together for the Lord. For starters, for starters. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you.